mortgages can be a dry subject. So here's your oasis in the desert. It's the podcast that will get you talking and thinking, or more likely drinking. The Lennon to his McCartney, the Bert to his Ernie. It's the one and only Mortgage Stew and his sidekick Martin at the LM Experience. Hi there, welcome to the LM Experience. Today it's episode 54. Good morning, Martin. Good morning, Stu. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Well, we had a cracking first episode of season three with, with Colin, we um, did. which I thought was excellent. So, what I thought, I thought I'd get myself uncomfortable today and we'll go, we'll go down the technology route. God help us all. Um, so, <laughs> with that in mind, I've invited David Smith, who is the Chief Revenue Officer for Nevo Hub. Good morning, David. Morning, Martin. How, How are, you? are you? I'm good. Good, good. Very You're good. Down from Manchester today. All the way down from the, uh, the third third world's best city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, as reported by the Daily Mail, if you can believe yeah. anything they oh, say. Yeah. After Amsterdam and LA, everyone's oh. rushing to Manchester. Even Ronaldo's rushing to Manchester. L- London was only thirteenth. I saw in that. Well, I'd have it down. Well, maybe <laughs> 130. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but look, thanks for coming down, David. I know, I know you're, you're you're a busy man, um, uh, and we always try and we always try and make the podcast as interesting. It's not all about broking because, uh, as Stu and I yeah. found out early on, you run out of things to say after about half an hour, mm. um, and we don't want to keep it just sort of specific about what we do. There's always other parts of the industry which are important. So, and you know. I make jokes about me being a, a Luddite and a dinosaur, but technology is going to be a, a very important part and is a very important part yeah. of what we're doing at the moment. So uh, we'll get on to that uh, in, in a moment in terms of Nevo and their product. But what, what's your backstory, David? How, you know, what, what unfortunate series of events have ended up with you sitting in a room with me and Stu? Well, it's funny you should just ask that because whilst I was sat out in the kind of the green room out yeah. there waiting, I just popped a note on LinkedIn uh, and I actually started in radio. You start, oh, you, I started in radio, so home, to be, to be here circle, in a booth circle. with you behind the desk is <laughs> kind of going, you know, back to... Were you presenting? Yeah, uh, yeah, not a lot of people know this, so I'm expecting some banter on LinkedIn <laughs> from a lot of people, but I'll, I will follow it up, because uh, everyone's going to go, no, 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 that's that's rubbish, <laughs> but uh, I was the warm-up man for Take That on the first tour. Well, there yeah. you go. Did, well, uh, did a radio we're, we're, one with we, we Mark like revelations, and that, that's a revelation. That's a yeah. that's a breaking. I'm sending that to the trade press tomorrow as a press release. Back in you're the, a warm up man. Back in the nineties, yeah. Did uh, Kylie nine one one take that? Did a radio one with uh, Roadshow with Matt Goodyear. Was so, what was your job? Was, to, was to, to hype the crowd up and. You know, yeah, hype the crowd up, get, get, them, get them ready, and then talk bring them on stage. And and then, so you met yeah. you met some great people over the years, then. Yeah, back in yeah back in my early well, my late teens, early twenties, it was it was pretty much on tour throughout the entire summer months and having a own. great time. Tough, tough gig, and then it was downhill from there, I guess. Then David was it downhill from there? <laughs> Joined financial <laughs> services. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to bottom out at some point. <laughs> what might have been? So where'd you go after after uh, flirting with Kylie? What, what, where'd you go after that? Well, I needed a property. Well, I, I tell you what. Uh, what really did it is that uh, I wanted to join Blue Peter. That's what. That's As where a presenter. I, yeah, I got down to the last two, and uh, Zoe Ball got the role, oh, and I didn't. Cool. And yeah, I mean, she's not really gone far since. So, <laughs> uh, like yourself, back then. You really need to be London-based. You know, we, we were talking yeah, a minute BBC ago about... BBC Centre, wasn't yeah, it? It was all London-based. And I just wasn't ready to... Because you're from Manchester, aren't I'm you? I'm from Manchester. I wasn't ready as a 19, 20, 21-year-old, 20, you know, young lad 
to up sticks and move, move. and come down here. Just, just couldn't did do fancy, it. Did so, fancy it. What, so what year was that then? Who would you have been up against? I'm the John Noakes Peter Purvis era, so just trying to... No, it was, to... It was uh, Richard Bacon was around. I think he, oh, okay. he was there. He didn't last long, if you remember yeah. the backstory yeah. for him. Zoe took the job in the broom cupboard, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, and, uh, so I, late 80s, early 90s. Late 80s, around? early 90s, yeah. yeah. So I needed to do something that was uh, a little bit more stable and a little bit more closer to home and... Uh, I joined the Halifax. <laughs> I joined the Halifax when it was brown. Actually, I don't know really? uh, what the demographic of your listeners is. Yeah, but uh, for the oldies that are listening, it used to be a brown brand. It was a building society before it demutualised. I don't remember the that. Halifax I remember it was brown. Blue, but no, it I'll changed to, to blue that. while I was there. Uh, brown and gold. Yeah, it was. Do you remember yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. And then it demutualised and became blue and became Halifax Bank yeah. uh, as we as we know it now. Um, so I, I took a. I took a role there as a counter assistant, you know, dishing it back in the day where you had a pen and a book. Customers. <laughs> customers <laughs> walking in and you wrote things down. And you think about, you know, I watched the Apple event last night. I don't know if anyone watched the Apple event last night. Uh, but uh, the, the word security and privacy was mentioned so many mm. times by uh, Tim Cook in the, in the Apple event. And now it just made me think, you know, Back then, you know, Mrs. Smith would come in with a passbook and she'd have a 21-year-old David Smith mm. writing down the transaction yeah. in a book. Yeah. It's crazy it, when you think about yeah. it. Yeah. With a security pen. But you didn't know any better. Well. Yeah. With a security pen, yeah. You know, that was meant to be this magic ink that no one could... <laughs> Nobody else replicated anywhere <laughs> yeah. else. Yeah. And yeah. I was probably. reflecting on it last night and I just thought, well... And anyway, uh, to cut long story short, uh, long story short... Uh, uh, that just got me into financial services yeah. and grew and grew from there. I've been fortunate to meet some incredible role models and mentors along the way that have given me that lift up and move you on uh, a level, move me on and got me into technology. Uh, so I, I moved from the Halifax into uh, another old-fashioned role, uh, a life inspector. I was a trainee life inspector, uh, which is now what we call a BDM. Yeah. And uh, that that was with Scottish Provident again, another brand that doesn't exist. Uh, and Ken Ainsley, the manager there, was was great with me. And then I moved, uh, and, I, and I worked with a fantastic guy who's no longer with us, David Tildesley, um, who probably was single handedly the guy that really catapulted my career into technology. Mm. And that was at uh, NPI, and NPI got bought by the Australian Mutual AMP. And that was headed by Tom Fraser. And I was fortunate to sit next to Tom at a dinner uh, where David had kind of encouraged me to go along. And we just got talking. This was probably 98, 99 now, right. just when the internet and mm. was just taking off. Yeah. 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 And he was talking about uh, the platform, because rap platforms, as we used to call them, uh, were originated in Australia. And you were Tom, just coming over here, weren't Tom's you? job. With offset yeah. mortgages at the same time. Exactly, time. yeah. Tom's job was to, you know, bring that over here and they bought the Pearl, they bought MPI, they bought a couple of other brands. Uh, and it was all about, okay, let's, you know, bring rap platform technology to the UK. And uh, we had a great conversation over dinner, uh, plenty of wine over dinner. <laughs> I think the wine swayed him <laughs> to kind of, you know, put me on the on the tech committee uh, and that's, you know, that's 20, 21, 22 years yeah, ago are. now. And that's where I got into tech. Yeah, it yeah. was Tom Fraser over lots of wine. Yeah. Um, has it been various tech roles ever since then? But within financial services? Yeah, always. All, yeah, I've never done anything else apart from financial services, uh, intermediate distribution as well, actually. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the big brands, Inteliflow, 
uh, you know, a great a great business uh, in the wealth space, uh, led by Nick, who's who's been there since day one. I remember, you know, that product when it was a proprietary CRM for a broker, mm. which was Interalliance. Go on, uh, that's going back a bit. Yeah, Nick's Nick's done amazingly well with Intelliflow, and you look at the history. So, uh, I spent uh, five years with Nick in Intelliflow, then to a, a, another one, iPipeline. Uh, again, which was UK and then US backed, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, latterly the two uh, you insure now, now Nevo, yeah. Does it? I mean, have you always had an interest in in technology? Because this is probably where I suffer. Yeah. That I've never really enjoyed it, and I'm guessing that you probably do. And oh. Which is which is why you embrace it from a career point of view. Yeah. Back in the you know back at NPI, so the 2003, I had the flip phone with the pen. And I can't remember what the brand was. No, I don't it, it was a silver branded flip phone, and you. I it mean, Motorola it, was it? No, it wasn't Motorola. It was. A, it was an awful experience because it was <laughs> grayscale, you know, black with about a two inch screen. But right. if it was new kit, then 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 I went out and had it, and I still do that today. Yeah. You know, I've got the Tesla uh, <laughs> because I want to just understand yeah. it, and you know, the home's full of. The Alexa show and yeah. Apple TV and I the think thing is as well it's, it's kind of it's all around you, isn't it? And the point of when you're going through like formative years, isn't it? Because like the first computer I ever had was a ZX81. Mm. I can remember having a thick wadge of a book and spending my whole Saturday trying to program a basic game, yeah, which didn't work. <laughs> so you can have like, but then as those things progress, you can. Have, I think if you were just kind of growing up in a particular era. It, it is more interesting, isn't it? Yeah. I think from that point of view. Yeah. Well, you, you were you were riding the, the first waves of it as well in many respects. Exactly. Maybe if I maybe if I met you in nineteen ninety eight, I might have have slightly different you know relationship with with technology. Um, but when you when you look back to those days, you know the first uh, my first one was a Nokia. 3310? Yeah. yeah. It wasn't everybody's, you know, Snake was the only game yeah. available, you know, and then you, then you moved in, then you got BlackBerry and you started emailing on your phone. Yeah. And you got the internet on the phone. So we've all been there. We've all mm. kind of grown yeah. through it now and we live our lives through them, rightly or wrongly. So mm. let, let's get on to Nevo, um, David. What, what what are they about? What's, what's the elevator pitch for, so, for Nevo? So Nevo's, Nevo's really, really interesting, which is why I've joined the business. Um you know, I said about Tim Cook a moment ago at the Apple event last night, uh, talking about security, and in financial services, it, it, it's it, we've just been talking about the, the late eighties, early nineties, mm-hmm. and and pens and paper. Yet today, in twenty twenty one, most people in financial services, be them mortgage brokers, you know, writing protection or wealth managers. Still use an awful lot of pen and paper. Well, it's foolish to say that. I got sent out to buy more photocopier paper yesterday when I mm-hmm. thought we were living in a paperless yeah. environment. And that's... We've tried... You know, we, we mentioned email a moment ago. And these these services are just so insecure. Uh, I've just I've just taken a, a hire car and uh, the hire company emailed me and asked me to return an email with a copy of my passport, a copy of my driving licence my latest utility bill and a bank statement. Your whole I was life. Like, what? You think I'm going to put that on an email to some individual on an insecure network? Not not a chance. So Nevo answers all those problems. It's a bank-grade, secure mobile app, and we love people today's... Mm-hmm. Today's society just loves mobile apps, and I'll give you some stats in a minute on mobile apps. Uh, but uh, it's bank-grade secure, 
and it removes all those holes of leakage <laughs> in trying to perform a secure transaction in a regulated industry. And I looked at that and thought, that's a game changer. Mm. You know, that we, we've all wanted to get there, but nothing's really come and answered that problem. Is there no one in that space then? There are, there, are, there are a couple that do elements of it, but mm. nobody that does what Nevo it. does, yes. Uh, certainly not in the UK, m- maybe in the US, I, I don't know, I've not looked that far, but definitely not in the UK. And uh, I thought, well, this is too good of an opportunity to, to, to not take up. Uh, and I'm, what, maybe eight weeks in now, and I'm getting more excited the more I yeah. learn about mm-hmm. the product and what it can yeah, do. The cold yeah. face. So yeah. what, what are the, kind of the core elements of say for us as brokers let's say using that with clients at the moment what would be those sort of angles that we would be looking at to use that for well uh, secure and privacy yes yeah. is absolutely the first thing uh there was a tweet from simony uh, at the ft yeah. uh, i think it was yesterday around you know how do you stop your customers Scamming. from going yeah. after scams mm. uh, and i replied to simony and said well if you had a you know your own branded secure mobile app that your customers mm. took financial signposting from and that was the only channel they took financial signposting from then they'd ignore the facebook messages and the instagram yeah. messages and uh, you know that's that's where we need to get to to deliver secure channels that consumers can trust and businesses like martin's mm. business can distribute signposting and products and transact do, do in you a think, secure channel. Do you think we've got to drive this as an industry? Because it, it, the, 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 I mean, so much for GDPR. If I, I've got way more scam emails now than I've ever had before, and spam emails. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's relentless. Uh, I'm, I'm now getting lots of people contacting me on WhatsApp saying, "Is this the right number for?" Suddenly, yeah. what, why is that happening? Where's that coming from? Mm. Yeah. So, it, whose responsibility is it to drive this? Uh, requirement to increase security is it regulatory is it providers is it the intermediaries is it combination uh, the uh, innovation companies like yourself david or well, is it a combination of all of us i think if, if i could be critical um I'm I can, not about me i can <laughs> give you one really good example i'm my mind's blown about this example and we need to fix this open banking mm-hmm. open banking so this is how open banking works you log on to your bank so mine's halifax i'll log on to halifax i say yes i want to give you know permission for open banking to martin mm-hmm. and and he gets that data from Halifax, and then if you want to send that to Halifax for me to apply for a mortgage, they won't accept that open banking data. Okay, you know it's ridiculous. Mm. It's their bloody what? data in the first place. Is that, it, this, people so not speaking there, to each other though internally. It's. I think there's a number of things. I think that the risk and compliance teams are probably not understanding the capabilities around the technology. So they go, oh, no, you know, you can't yeah. take the data. Can't take data from Martin. Well, hang on a minute. It's open banking data from Halifax that Martin's just passing on. Yeah, I'm really. yes, it's, the, it. it's the same mm. thing. You know, to ask, to ask Martin to get folder copies of statements and to send it into Halifax, if I can give you access to my open banking, it's just ridiculous. So I don't know who's responsible for mm. the problem of it, but... Mm. We've got to get as a as a collective as an industry in a room 
and agree some standards. I think, I think that's a, I think that's the right approach because this is a problem that you've got in intermediation. Part of what we're trying to battle as a business is it, it's so fragmented. Yeah, it's no no co joint thinking, no long term planning. Yeah, as a steering committee, like if we start this today, how good will the industry be in ten years time? Yeah, be absolutely brilliant. But yeah. no one's doing it. They're just head down firefighting what's on their desks yeah. going home coming back and rinsing and repeating it there's no there's no trying to build a legacy and we've got to make pre- it mobile friendly as well mm. you know, I said I'd share a stat with you I read it on the trend down on the way this morning uh, Facebook we all know Facebook it's got eight, you know 8 billion users probably more than there is population 4 billion users regular every month and when you look at the the way people access their services, so they've got four of the biggest ones. You've got Facebook, Facebook Messenger, Instagram, and uh, what's the last one? Uh, WhatsApp. They own WhatsApp. Uh, 98.5% of usage, 98.5% of usage is on a mobile device. Nice. 1.5% 1. 5, 1. 5, uh, only come into those services mm. on a laptop or a desktop. It's unlikely that that's going to change going forward either. If anything, that 1.5 is going to diminish. Yeah. Yeah. So going back to the open banking, you know, why make me as a consumer have to log on to my Halifax portal, which I've never been on because I'm mobile bank with Halifax? Why? Why make me force me to go onto the portal on my laptop? download a statement, print it off, send it to you for you to then send it to the Halifax. It just doesn't clunky, make sense. It? Yeah. Clunky. Yeah, I can I can give you access, open banking on my mobile phone in three seconds and you can give them access in three seconds as well. That's the way it should be. Well I never thought I'd say this, but I think I could talk to David even longer on technology. That's, yep. a, that's progress. <laughs> that's the first. Um, we've run out of time, uh, David, as we always do with all our guests. I feel like we could just rub it on for hours and hours and hours. Um, uh, thanks very much for coming in. How do people get hold of you? Where can they find you? You're on, you're on Twitter and Twitter, LinkedIn. LinkedIn. And, you yeah. can, uh, dare I say, you know, WhatsApp. Uh, <laughs> WhatsApp, Martin. Don't spam him, though. Any, any, any of those things. Uh, uh, yeah, or... Uh, uh, commonly in a bar obviously yeah we will head there shortly um just before you go david we're just going to uh, finish off with a would you rather question and you might be able to incorporate some technology in your question yeah um would you rather go back in time or forward in time and why i would rather go back in time mm-hmm. and to blue peter take that job <laughs> <laughs> no i'll buy some apple shares <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'd do i'd go back in time and yeah, I'd, I'd probably do that. I'd probably buy, you know, I remember I've got a mate and I've got a mate who um, does pallets, you know, the, the yeah, blue yeah. things on, on lorries. Lorries, yeah. Yeah, and he was just as, we were we were in the same grades at school and he went into a pallet business, which was his dad's, and, and I went into technology. And I remember at the time, you know, he bought Apple shares when they launched for about 500 quid or whatever he had and i didn't i thought oh I'm not, you know i'm not so sure financial risky. services risky shares, <laughs> ooh, got equities. shares they're safe. <laughs> <laughs> and and going back in time now you know who made the right choice well you could uh, say that about amazon google and and, and, yeah. and probably and probably bitcoin yeah. Uh, yeah brilliant all right thank you very much david thanks for your time it's been fantastic speaking to you and we'll follow new nevo with with great interest super smashing thanks indeed. Thanks yes. for coming in that's great so that's um episode 54 in the bag there brilliant. martin so that's great um if you'd like to come on to a future episode of the podcast and talk about yourself your business or any uh, life adventure that you've had you can get in contact with us through our twitter feed which is at the lm experience and we'll get in contact and, and get you to pop by and visit the studios brilliant great Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Jake. Thank you.
Thanks for listening. And please subscribe and follow us on Twitter. And remember, there ain't no party like a highly regulated mortgage party. And your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on a mortgage or any other debt secured on it.